Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Guys, if you're watching this, make sure you subscribe. If you want to watch the whole thing, you can watch it on YouTube, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Welcome back to another episode of Saving Grace. Today, we've got something a little bit different. I'm going to shove some trigger warnings out there as well. If you don't like the topic of phobias, emetophobia, whatever phobia, uh, just maybe watch with caution, but I'm sure you'll be fine. Today's guests, we've only got Nick and Eva, or as some of you may know, the Speakmans. Hello. Hi. Hello. It's great to have you on. Thank you so much. And it's funny you say that, you know, because literally we can be on our own. (laughs) Walking down the street and someone goes, oh, you're the Speakmans. And I'm like, no, I'm just on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Speakman. Thank yeah. you. That's oh, what yeah. I am. But yes. Yeah. So good to be Thank here. You. I'm, do you know what? I've needed you guys for a while. Yes. It's been a hot minute. You're in hot demand right now. So <laughs> I'm glad I've snapped you up. Uh, for those who don't know who you are, give us a little, little summary. So we're therapists mm-hmm. and I think we're probably most synonymous uh, with the fact that we help people overcome phobias and very quickly yeah. uh, on this morning on ITV. Love that. We've been on the show for like 12 years now, haven't we? It's 12 years this year. A long time. And do you know what? That's the point. If you guys were rubbish, you'd have been straight off. So (laughs) thank God for that. Are you ready ready for this back, Todd? 17th of March. What? It will be 12 years. (laughs) You just threw the date out there. Yes. You've got to think about dates. Yeah. 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 I can't believe you've memorised that. I can't remember my birthday. Just all things. He remembers our wedding anniversary. I never do. Really? Yeah. You got right in the calendar and yeah. hope for that. So, so here, what, what, should we do a lot of tests? Yeah. Even when did we meet? No idea. Oh, in the past. Yeah. Now, when did Good we first answer. meet? When did you first look at this face? I don't remember. I don't oh remember. my God. Was it not a time-stopping moment? Um, Everything stopped? Well, actually, what happened was my car got stolen. Oh, If good. I'm honest. Okay, yeah. So my car got stolen. First job company car like really panicking yeah oh my god ran into his office see this dude with this like really dodgy perm (laughs) you had a perm kevin keegan (laughs) dear god before your time you used to play for liverpool it was trendy Right, so I, so and this is like, <laughs> yeah, I'll believe you. Yeah. Can I yeah. tell you when it was? Tell when me. was it? Oh God! No right, it was the thirtieth of August, nineteen ninety-one, and it was three fifteen. <laughs> there you go. Jesus, See, he's you put you to shame, you know. know. Yes. Oh, so, he's just really keen. You, well, <laughs> let's go with that. So you guys met, stolen car, correct? Had a great time. Well, he was really nice, actually. He really helped me out. Um, and like I said, I was, I was like so young and it was my, my first proper job, company car. I thought, oh my God, what am I going to do? And, and it was really kind and he, he ran the police and then he drove me home. And, uh, and then I, obviously I had to sort of say thank you. So I invited awesome. him out for lunch to say thank you. Love that. I noticed he had a nice mm. motor. I mm. thought, aye, aye, that's been clocked. Yeah. Um, and then we went out for lunch and we just hit it off from there, didn't we? And I found him really fascinating because every bloke I'd ever come across until meeting Nick had always like been sort of a bit chauvinistic and just talking about themselves all the time but negative 
And this guy was like from a different this planet. One here. This one, this one, one right here. Yeah. He was different like, don't planet. forget who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he yeah. was so nice <laughs> and so interested in me, and just really just and listened. I was like, aye, aye. This one could this be a key. This is the one. <laughs> and but you both didn't do the same job when you met. No, no, did no, you? no. So when I met Nick, I was actually working in banking, and then I met Nick, and it was Nick that. Was, who was already studying and, and sort of working in psychology, that he then told me about it. And and I do remember thinking, yeah, whatever. <laughs> right, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, and, uh, but he kind of showed me, and because I, when we met, I'd had... I showed you all sorts. All sorts. Yeah. I can only imagine. I still watering. Um, <laughs> I... Um, <laughs> Uh, well, well, honestly, when I when I met Nick, I'd, I'd been through, I'd had a really challenging mm-hmm. childhood and life, and I had quite a few issues of my own. And quite quickly, Nick was really sort of helping me through those things. And you I was were using seeing, that, yeah, that was research like a project, wasn't it? You were my second project. Love that. What was your first? Me? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Start on, from within. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, hear you. And, and funny often when I was I was in my first project because when I was nineteen, I was told that I needed to have my bowel removed really? and a colostomy bag, or I had eight weeks to live. What? Yes. And I found an alternative answer. I was, um, this is a long story, but I'll try and make it as brief as possible. Yeah, please when, do. Yeah. <laughs> heard it like so <laughs> you heard it so many times. You're bored of it, but Grace hasn't heard it before. <laughs> I will you know, and, and we, that is and a good it's story. Funny, and this is a great you know, saving, we're here to save it today, aren't yeah, we? They are, so, yeah. seriously. Right, so, um, so basically, I, I started going to the toilet and losing blood. And, and we don't talk about these things. Mm. It's like, I'm, th- I'm thinking, oh, it's going to go away. And, and it didn't. And, you know, I eventually went to the doctor and he said, oh, you've got piles. And I thought, oh, don't. But anyway. Don't we all? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One day I collapsed, I ended up in hospital. And I was told that I had, they thought that I had some sort of inflammatory bowel disease. I uh, got taken out to theatre. Back then, barium enema. Barium, the, the barium enema, x-ray, right? So right. it's like a hose pipe, basically. <laughs> up you, fills okay, your bowel full nice. of barium. Sign and then take x-rays. Right. I'll just give you a minute to get that image, and okay. you're welcome. It's in. Is it <laughs> Thank in? You're yeah. welcome. I'm out. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, uh, and I remember this nurse saying to me, are you so lucky? And I'm thinking, what? I'm, I'm feeling so ill. I've collapsed, you know. And, and my skin had turned great. Oh my God. And, and she said, because your gastroenterologist is one of the top ones in the country. He lectures at three universities. He's a professor. You're in safe hands. And anyway, he, he told me that I'd had a condition called ulcerative colitis mm-hmm. that had turned into, or was turned into toxic megacolon. And basically what happened, my skin, uh, my, uh, because my bowel was so ulcerated, mm-hmm. My waste was being absorbed into my bloodstream and I was poisoning myself and becoming toxic, which is why my skin had gone grey. And and he said, he said, look, if we we don't do anything, you've got about eight weeks to live, he said, because what what would happen is my bowel would rupture. And, yeah. and basically kill me. He said, but we're going to remove your bowel and give you a colostomy bag. And he went through the whole thing and I was like... What else have you got? Because yeah. I don't fancy one of them. And and you know, <laughs> yeah. don't get me wrong. I've met a lot of people with clostomy bags. I know they're okay, but it's but not it, something. But it wasn't for me at yeah, nineteen yeah. year old. And I'm like, well, what what else is? And he said, there isn't anything else. Now, very fortunately, my dad was one of the, the most amazing people on the planet, and and he taught me that anything's possible. There's always a way. And the answer, the key 
to life is in, in the library, right? Because he said people have spent... That, so let me just pause there. That was in the olden days, Grace. Now it's all Google. Google. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. Yeah, back, back in the day, in you had to, make, I you had to you. get you up got your ass and yeah. go in the library. God forbid. And, all, and, 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 and then say, have you got this book? I yeah. just died. I've got little cards and yeah. you've got, I've got that book, <laughs> yeah. right? And, and find the books. Anyway, I went, so I made a decision. I signed myself out of hospital and I went looking for an answer. And I went into the, hospital, into, the, into the library and I read loads of books on gastroenterology, on, you know, on the digestive system and bowels. Pooping is one of his favourite topics. Oh, I can imagine. He has got a very good repertoire when it comes to crap. I mean, one of the questions that, well, let's, let's break the ice here. Have you ever shit yourself? Do you know what? I haven't shit myself, but I've sharted before. Mm-hmm. Okay. But... Not too. I, I could count it on one hand. Well, uh, well, even a shark, you know, I'm going to say it depends upon. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it depends upon how much came out to whether it's a shark or a shit. I'd say only a little bit, a little okay. skiddy. Definitely okay. shark. That yeah, right. shark. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fair it enough. would be interesting to know whether but there people is don't some, talk about this stuff. Some volume only on denomination. It. Yeah. Of, of what what when what a shark defines becomes, a shark yeah. and a shit. I hear that. I've got to be honest, I didn't expect the conversation to go this way. No, I agree. I'll go into the library later on, Let's research <laughs> it, then I'll Thank give you, you an answer. answer. But, yeah. but before I, before I collapsed, I went through a period of maybe a month and I'd, and of going to the toilet and literally just bleeding. That's all there was, just blood. My God. And anyway. Well, let's lighten the mood. Yeah, yeah lighten the mood. Anyway, you went on. to the library. Yeah, I went to the yeah, library. Right. Yeah. And, and I, luckily for me at the time, mm. I had a cut on my finger. And right. I kept picking this cut. You see, and, and the gastroenterologist said, there's nothing else because bowels don't heal. Right. And, and I was reading all these medical books and that said the same thing, bowels don't heal. And I'm like, you know, and, and I was sat there and, and people will relate to this where one minute you really focus on doing something. I'm like, I'm going to find an answer because I know there's always an answer. My dad's taught me that and, and he's shown me loads, loads of things throughout my life. And giving me evidence, I'm going to find an answer. And then the next minute, I'm like, Nick, what are you doing? Get back in hospital, get that operation. You're going to kill mm. yourself. Don't be an idiot. And you have this in- internal conflict, yeah. right? You want to do something, but then your brain's going, no, 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 you can't do that. Mm. And this conflict, you know, and, and some days I would literally sat there crying, thinking, what am I doing? But I, I don't want the cluster bag. Uh, anyway, I was picking my finger, picking this cut, and I had this thought, that's never going to heal. You see, and, and then that led me to the thought, is that why bowels don't heal? Because from the moment we're born, we never stop eating. So there's always something with my bowel. So all these ulcers that I had in my bowel. Oh, my God, because you don't give it time. Jesus, right. sign me up. Right, thank you. You're there. I can't believe there. Like that just came right. to me, yeah. So, uh, so I thought, okay. So I fasted for a while. Nice. And I, start, and I was still on, just so you get, I was still taking these steroid enemas. Right. So I used to have to lie on my side. And, oh, right, God. You want to put that one as well. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah. So... Um, but anyway, I fasted for a while and I started to feel better. Obviously, you can't do that forever more. No. You're going to die. So <laughs> I then started looking, right, okay, what is the, the most basic of, of food in the world? And it's rice. So I started having small portions, portions of rice every day, and, you know, up to four to six portions a day. And then I started to feel better. Mm. And then I'd introduce one food at a time. And over a year and a half, I created three lists. I, I discovered the foods that made me ill, the foods that just didn't really do anything, and foods that made me feel better. And I totally transformed my diet to the foods that made me feel better. And then you didn't eat. And, and within, eight, within 18 months, perfectly fine. 
Today's sponsor of the podcast is, of course, Skin and Me. Start the year off with some sexy skin. Do you know what I mean? Make sure you're glowing. Um, skin and Me, basically, you fill out a little form. You tell them what your skin's like, what you're hoping to achieve with your skin. Uh, they do with that what they will. Uh, and you basically get your own personalized skincare. This is moisturizers, cleansers, anything else that's going to give you your dream skin. And it has your name on it. So that's an added nice little bonus for you. These products are sustainable, vegan and cruelty free. So you don't have to stress what harsh chemicals you're putting on your face. They are all natural. Get your first month for just £3.50 using the code SAVINGGRACE. Normally, Skin and Me will charge £24.99, uh, but what a massive bargain. You get it for £3.50 on your first month. So you can reformulate your solution at any time as your skin evolves throughout the process. So you're always keeping it looking nice. That's mental. It really is. Right, but but the, but the big thing that came out but you of you got to like rice. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. the issue. That's what we learned from yeah. rice. <laughs> yeah. The big thing that I learned out of that is that information is flawed mm. with the best intention with the best intention yeah. right so what happens we we get information is passed down through uh, universities it gets lectured to students students then become and you don't question it do you right? and, yeah. and no one does uh, and i went back to see the gastroenterologist and and you know i said <laughs> look hi, hi. <laughs> yeah. remember me and 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 he was really dismissive and at the time i was quite angry about it because like well you know you would have done something to him that i didn't want it would have changed mm. my life uh, you know, in, in a detrimental way, and he was like, "Well, not everyone will be as disciplined as you are." And like, but there's an answer. You Wouldn't don't you have want to give them the chance. To do that? Right. But, but what I realised, so I'm going on. Up, up oh on my god! Yeah, you are. Yeah. Yes, right. you are. What, what I realised is that you know, if you look at specifics, he was a surgeon, and surgeon's remit is to open people up and cut where the bat. Yeah. Not I looking for an alternative. They want the job. Yeah. Well, if we all ate rice to solve our problems, they'd be out the job. <laughs> it wasn't just the rice. There were a lot of things that I've, I discovered Smart that are really bad. But anyway, yeah. but anyway, so, so that led me on a path then at the age of 20 to find out, well, why is it information's flawed? Why don't we challenge things? What mm -hmm. if we did challenge things? Could that change the world? And, and, and I started studying psychology and, you know, here we are 40 years later, would you believe? And, Mental. and, but we've created uh, from that when I met Eva 30 years ago and I said, look, I found this great discovery and, uh, you know, essentially we can change anything because yeah. everything that we do, every single thing we do starts with a thought. Mm. And therefore, Wrong thoughts create wrong behaviors. And, you know, so like, you know, we're saying there's the three of us here and you've, you believe that vomit's a bad thing. I do, yeah. Right. Whereas we both think it's amazing. Right. One I love I'll vomit. I'll be like you. Right. Yeah. So, but it's the same thing, but different percept perceptives of the same thing. Well, that's what I was going to say. So you were saying that you had a f f like a phobia of heights did, did you say yeah. before yeah and spiders like when we first met i had a phobia of heights and spiders have you ever had a cockroaches that was your phobia yeah. and you just were like love them yeah. after that oh yeah fine now fine yeah if i put a tarantula on your head yeah it wouldn't bother me i'd be really you'd give it a kiss oh my god i'd love it okay, i mean we fine. have got a pet tarantula I, so, oh well, yeah. that now. does help yeah. as well yeah, 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 that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you but, do that on saturdays but the, yeah. <laughs> but the uh the definition of a phobia yeah you know is ir an irrational fear. fear yeah so if it's irrational that means that something because we're not nobody's born with a phobia right 
period. That's it. You're not born with well, a phobia. Well, that's the thing. I always thought maybe we were. No, we're only born with two fears or, or, or awarenesses. Uh, and it's kind of globally accepted that the two fears we're born with is, do you know what they are? Death. No, no. Oh. believe it or not. <laughs> that's another one of mine. Uh, <laughs> uh, fear of falling is one. Right. And a fear of loud noises. Oh, okay. I Beyond that, that, it's not a phobia though. Yeah, it's just, just that, don't like it. It's just that you will jump. So mm-hmm. the reason that they, they sort of came to that conclusion was that if we a baby were to hear a, a loud noise, it will right, jump. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. We show a baby a spider, show a baby some vomit, it's not going to react. That's true. We stick its finger in it. Stick its finger in it. Exactly. Nice. So yeah. you know that's and and equally when a toddler starts to learn to walk mm. and they fall, they put their hands out. Yeah. So what they automatically established from that is that potentially we're not born with any phobias but we are born with two things that we will protect ourselves from mm-hmm. being loud noises and falling beyond that everything else is learned so that's a great starting point because knowing that no one is born with a phobia leads us to know that everybody can be cured yeah everybody has there been anyone you've worked with that hasn't been cured the only variable with mm. phobias is the length of time that you've got well, with anything right, yeah. it's the length so, of time and and you know and and we've i mean most phobias of most phobias you can we can usually cure them within one session mm-hmm. but some do need longer i suppose it depends how far down or how bad that the person and it, is and, and the most and, you know the most difficult phobia on the planet is a metaphobia now that doesn't mean it can't be cured yeah I, However, that variable can take longer because whereas, the, this, again, there's two types of phobia. Mm-hmm. There's a simple phobia and a complex phobia. And a simple phobia is, for example, I'm just trying to spiders, that's it. That's a simple thing. It's yeah. just a one-off thing. Whereas <clears throat> a metaphobia is a complex phobia because it goes from, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fearful of vomit, but then it leads into I'm fearful of going into restaurants because if they've undercooked the food, there's more chance I'm, go- I'm going to vomit. I'm fearful of I'm, going doctor surgeries because other people might yeah. be ill in there, then I might catch their, mm-hmm. their sickness I'm bug. fearful of my kids coming home from school with a you bug. You can just put it into any yeah. scenario because there's germ. when you think about it, it's just germs everywhere. Yeah, but, but germs are great. True. See, immune what, systems exactly loving it exactly and what what when you're born and you're little and you it happened to you and it happened to us and to our kids what happened to you, you know what, what do your parents what you, do what did they take you? i don't know well it must have taken me somewhere pretty bad well no we, we've got germs <laughs> the reason that you're as healthy as you are is because you've had inoculations basically oh yeah i've had all my so jabs you've, so you have been given a dose of what you describe as germs yeah for the purpose of making you healthier and stronger it's true they do have some they have some pros. Yeah, they, they, they most, most, mostly do. What know? would you say? So, obviously, emetophobia is one of the biggest. What are the top three phobias, would you say? Okay, so if you were to look kind of globally, yeah. it is kind of agreed that the top phobias would be uh, glossophobia, which is a fear of public, speak. public speaking. Oh, yeah, valid. That's that's and, yeah. and and that's usually comes down to a fear of judgment. Actually, when you break it down, because okay, yeah. you don't want to speak out because you think people are going to. Yeah, laugh if you at don't you. care, okay, yeah, fine. Exactly. Makes so sense. that's that's usually one fear of spiders is <laughs> yeah. probably the second. And again, the reason that that is a case is because most it's a passed on one. So you yeah, know, like why do you have the accent that you do? Because yeah. you copy your parents. So if yeah, you see your cop, like your parent freaking out about something, there you're grown <laughs> yeah. up. So you go, oh, all right then, it must be dangerous. So mm. you will fear it too. I would say that the third one probably snakes or heights, heights maybe, or claustrophobia, even, or even know, claustrophobia. So. That's one's a bit woollier. Us I mean, personally, though, in our clinic, 
definitely number one emetophobia mm. all day long like and the most common do you think it starts with because i right let me tell you so I didn't know what it was until I was about 15 and my mum forced me to go to this um, hypnotherapist, didn't work, mm-hmm. uh, hypnotherapist and she was, because we were getting on a plane because I'm, um, for some reason, my parents never just go to Spain. We always have to go somewhere that takes nine hours, right? <laughs> I like so, your parents. Of course, I like yeah, it. of course, <laughs> bastards. So I was like, Do you know what, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not doing it again. Where was it? What, the flight? We were going to Trinidad. Nice. Thank you. It's all right when you get there. The way there wasn't that good. Um, And I got there and I thought, I'm just really scared. And he went, yeah, you've got metaphobia. And I was like, what? And then he told me about it. And literally it was like um, something clicked. And I was like, oh my God. It makes so much sense because I've had so many moments where I'm anxious. I'm like, why the hell am I anxious? And it makes so much sense. Yep. So did that make you feel better or worse knowing? Well, it made me feel better because I was like, right, okay, I know what I'm scared of. But then it made me feel worse because I was focusing on it. Because then I, then after that, I constantly felt sick. I was like, I feel sick. I'm going to be sick. My phobia is sick, blah, blah, blah. And it just, so pros and cons, at least yep. I was able to be like. And I think the other downside to it, and I don't know whether you'd agree with this, is that once you know what you've got, you then start to Google it. And then if you find forums, yeah, honestly, anybody who's got, well, any phobia, but specifically emetophobia mm-hmm. advices, do not look on forums because what yep. happens is you'll see that somebody goes, well, I, I won't go in here in such and such a place because that could mean that you could get germs from here. And mm-hmm. then you go, oh, haven't thought of that one yet. Right. I'll add that to my list. And yeah. that's why, by the way, phobias feel like they get worse because they'll start off with just, so you're, however old you were, however little you were, there will have been an event that started your phobia. Okay. Yeah. So, and it just starts off with vomit, but then, and that is just physically seeing it. But then as the time goes on, you get more triggers. So aeroplanes is a common one because Hate. what if people are sick on an aeroplane? And it's I'm like, trapped you in feel with it. sick as well on the plane. Because when I was younger, I used to get really bad. I always used to throw up on planes when I was really young. I don't know if that had anything to do. When I was really, really young, I'd always be sick on planes. Um, so now when I go on, I'm always like, Expectation. And I, you know, no one feels good when you're in the sky turning. Do you know what I mean? No one's like, love this feeling. I do. But, of course you do. Yeah, no phobia. Although you know yeah. what, that yeah, no one is now blown, isn't it? Yeah, it's because true. I, yeah. But when you're on the plane, I'm sat there like, oh my God, I'm going to be sick. Like even if it's an hour plane journey, I'm like, I'm going to be sick, I'm going to be sick. And then you're worried if someone else is. Correct. So you can't get off. Yep. It's like public transport. It's not like you can be like, can I just, you might pull in over. Is that all right? Like if you're on a train, you've got to wait till the next stop. Yeah. It's just stressful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. But, but that's why phobias get worse because you add <laughs> more layers to it. Yeah. And, and what you've also got to appreciate why phobias feel, why they feel they're getting worse is that they are like, imagine a muscle. The more times you exercise a muscle, the bigger and more pronounced it gets. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with the phobia. So every time you're triggered, every time you think about it, it, you are exercising that phobic muscle right. as it were and that's why it, it it is getting bigger and more profound with with time and this is where for like i said about forums it's it's just dangerous because as much as it's brilliant to know that you're not on your own and i get from that perspective it's lovely um however when you're then comparing and mm-hmm. well you know what but you need to protect yourself from this and i tried this and i you are just actually a yeah. jar of worms. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all know how important it is to speak to someone. And if you're not comfortable speaking to your friends and family, 
BetterHelp can come into play. All you need to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and you will get matched to a therapist that suits you the most. And you can also switch therapists at any point if you don't find you're gelling with them or whatever. It's completely online. So if you've got a busy schedule, like you're at uni, you're working full time, you can slot this in to however you want, making it flexible and easy for you to do. Working with a therapist can get you closer to the best version of you. And it also just gives you a bit more stability to be able to handle whatever life throws at you or it's just nice to have someone to talk to about things that you may not feel comfortable speaking to others about so whatever it is better help is here to help you if you want to live a more empowered life therapy can get you there and if you're interested visit betterhelp.com slash saving grace to get 10% off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash saving grace I'm actually coming back, so uh, uh, there are, if you've got a metaphobia, there's two things for you to consider. The first thing is you are not alone. The second thing is having the belief that you can absolutely overcome it. So I want to ask you the question, do you believe, Grace, that you can 100% get over a metaphobia? I think I could. Good. Then you're more likely to. I bloody to. hope I could. Okay. You know I mean? but, but do you know what? When you're saying that, I yeah. can see there's an element of... I, I think like when you've lived with it for so long, you do think, can you? Because I don't think there's been a moment where I've got on a train in the past, like, years that I haven't been like, oh, I'm going to be sick. So, so let me ask you then, what is the worst, the worst bit of having a metaphobia for you? The thing that you want to do most, but you can't, what is it? I just want to be able to travel. That's it. Travel, get on public transport, just, yeah, just travel without feeling like I'm going to be sick. Are you traveling on public transport today? Uh, no, I'm. my dad's driving me. When's the next but time? I'll still feel sick in his car anyway. Do you? Yeah, felt sick on the way up here. Always feel sick, actually. But right, so that, I mean, that's interesting because you said that you believe this started when you were being sick on a plane. So have you always, have you always had travel sickness? No, well, not in... Oh, I don't know, because to be fair, no. Like, when I was younger, yeah, but I'm talking like six seven whatever but the, i only remember when i was in year three i don't know how old that would make About you seven yeah i remember this boy in my class was sick over the table dirty bastard um ruined my life and after that i remember every day at school i'd be like i need to go home i feel sick and yeah and just what was he called morgan prick God, he morgan. wasn't it was just because you were sick <laughs> Yeah, he was actually quite nice. Called him out then. Yeah, I, sorry, yeah. Morgan. Yeah, Morgan, you're a really nice Morgan. guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so you, me. do you think you were okay before that? Maybe. I thing is, I don't know. I think so, but I always remember still not being able to go for meals because I was scared. But then I think that time was very all mixed into one. Like when so you let, let me just explain. So I, just hold on one second. Go. I heard that you used to like these things. <laughs> Yeah, I did. Sum, right, but now you've got an issue with them. What, yeah. why, is, why is that? There was one time I had a stomach bug um, and I drank one, you know, when you've just been you're like, right, I can do this. And I threw it back up five minutes later. How long ago was that? That was when I was 14, 13, 14. So about nine, 10 years ago. Yeah. So you've not been able to drink Capricorn for nine or 10 I years? I just, oh, not, no, not, not the orange one. Okay. <laughs> So, so what is your, what's the chances of you having a drink of this yeah. and not being sick? You're telling me. What if it's like muscle memory? 
I'm asking you the question. I don't know. A bit scared right. that it's muscle memory. Do you know what I mean? My stomach's Okay, well, like, that's what it is, yeah. <laughs> that's you, what's going to happen. Right. Mm. So, out of 10, 10 being the worst, zero being Nick, give it here, I love it, I'm going to drink it. Yeah. Where would you be? 10 being the worst. I'd be like, mm, I mean, I liked the taste of it, but maybe like a five. Okay. With that. You're really not sure, are you? No. Yeah, all your, your you know, questions, I'm like, eh. I love the fact that you're so confident, and yet right now you... you <laughs> when it comes to a capricorn, that's Weird questions. You yeah. Know, like, you know, guilty feet. Do they ever get the rhythm back? Don't think know. about that one, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a think. I don't know. Right. Okay. But then, you, you, it's yeah. like it's like that, but then when I've been drunk at uni, yes. say I've I've had drinks, and I've been unwell... That I'll be able to drink that drink again. And let me just ask you a question. When you say unwell, are we talking throwing up? Yeah. Okay. Because my flatmates always say like in fourth year, they were like, considering you're so scared of sick, you're, you're the one of, that's sick the most. I was going to say you're a bit of a two-faced metaphor, really. I you? am. Yeah, I always say I feel like I didn't, didn't want to call it. Yeah. I didn't want to call it. <laughs> I feel like a fraud because when I'm drunk, yeah. I stress out about it, but then I'll just pass out after. You see, again, that's a so major component. Most people with metaphobia yeah. will not drink, drink alcohol. Yeah, yeah, they will. Yeah. Which is so well done to you for that, actually. Not that I'm condoning you getting smashed and that yeah. <laughs> you should drink. So, that you yeah. live in your life yeah, is basically yeah, yeah. what I'm about. But it also shows how you can be in control. You see, when you I'm have drunk. got metaphobia. Yeah. However, you will not let it ruin every part of your life. Good. Some people yeah. do allow it. And some people become agoraphobic and don't leave mm -hmm. their home because of it. However, you're saying, right, I know I've got it, but no way on earth is anything stopping me having a drink. Yeah. So so you So maybe my So you're just making your own rules, which is, is what people travelling. Yes. The interesting, what, what I'd like to know is when you said that when I was really young and, you know, first time on a plane. Can I just rewind a second? Because I think it's really important that... Are you rewinding before no, 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 no. I just, on a plane? No, no, no. I'm just... No, I'm just... Are we taking it back to the wound? No, no, I'm not going that far. It's tough time. Um, yeah. However, congratulations, because you won the race. So Thank well you. done. Yeah. Um, how, uh, <laughs> 250 million spares. I tried, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you did it. Really wow. Well. Um, however, just, just so... I, I think it's really important, right? So we've established that neither you nor anyone else on the planet is born with a phobia. Mm -hmm. um, and what I think it's really important for people to understand, and you were saying about hypnotherapy not working, the most effective way to, to deal with whatever your phobia is, is to try and work back to the earliest memory. Yeah. And, and so I know that you were talking about things that you can't do now and, but, and, and that I can't go on, on trains and things. However, I think it's really important to understand that there, that, you have had in your life some form of misunderstanding when it comes yeah. to vomit. And the reason that I say that is because if your fear was real in the world, then we would all fear it. So the question is, is it yeah. real in the world or is it real just to you and the minority? If it's just you and the minority, then that says that you've had some sort of a bad experience and you've gone, yeah, don't like that don't want to feel like that again and so now you're like avoid it at all costs mm. and, and I just wanted to establish that because I just think it's really important to appreciate how important it is to try and keep working back to finding the origin or even times before you had the fear so going back to what That's you what were saying trying to do. Yeah. yeah but I do it quicker I was trying you. to do that you go on yeah. <laughs> but one thing whilst we were talking about how common a metaphobia is I think it's uh, a good time to share some stats out of our book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah let me tell you. Right, because we've got some stats in there. The current mm -hmm. stats 
in yes. relation to metaphobia. Yes, yeah, so this is in my part. It's interesting. So, um, so this is according to the National Metaphobia Society that nine percent of the UK population, or approximately five point five million people, suffer with a metaphobia. Ninety to ninety-five percent of which are women. Really apparently so and that is that is true actually that's so weird though that most of the Men people that we work with um to help them overcome with metaphobia they are actually women so kind of makes sense i only know women yes we've had them i know that uh, our daughter she um she's we trained her in our therapy and mm. i know that she recently worked with a, a client who was a male who she helped overcome a metaphobia so they, they do exist but they are few and far between and <laughs> just yeah. like morgan mm. right they cause the problem because it's usually they did. it's usually a boy in class that's and that is why we've been together for over 30 years yeah it, that it, there, yeah that's the big picture gets it. The girls the big picture, do you know what i mean yeah i hear yeah ask men so let's it is isn't yeah. it so morgan where yeah. is he nice. do you know what he's, what he's doing these i days? don't know what he's doing yeah. i know i had issues before morgan but yeah. i think he was the cherry on the top okay right so so let's so working back and, yeah you know we when we work with anyone we ask them to complete a timeline right because knowing that you're not born with this and knowing that it escalates over time what we want to find is how did it start? Yeah. Right. That's the issue. So when did it start? So you, you said before that up to the age of six, you, in fact, you said your first timeline. Yeah, that's a timeline, basically. Right. So you, you said that your first plane flight was to Trinidad. Well, so basically I lived abroad. So we, and um, in basically near Trinidad so Did we you? were yeah so we were always doing these right. long haul flights and I remember sometimes I'd throw up on myself on the plane or on the car back I'd be sick in the car why don't know got some issues I reckon with stuff. I don't know because I'm not I'm not like that now but could you have just had tra not, like a lot of children do suffer with travel I mean it's a common thing in kids so yeah is I that could have just that had, had yeah because realistically like before that I wasn't really a sicky person like I was, that's not even words. Um, I wasn't really that's sick. Leather, isn't yeah, it? do you know what? <laughs> Touch leather might do me a bit of luck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I wasn't really a sicky person, I don't think, before that. So, okay. And I've never been, I don't even want to say that in case I jinx it, but I haven't been in public, yeah, like that. Because I understand if I had a traumatic experience where I was like, oh no, maybe that is a traumatic experience on a plane. Don't know. Well, you are, let me so, so you're, you're, being sick on the plane yeah was prior to morgan yeah yeah that okay. was when i was young right but the internet what what asked your question when you were sick on the plane did it bother you yes i don't no? remember i because well, i was well, all i have right is a random flashback to me on british airways sorry british airways just being sick over myself and the woman having to give me a british airways tracksuit to wear and then I have one where I was sick once and I had to go change in an airport toilet. So, so when you revisit that memory, yeah. how do you feel about it? Not great. I don't think and that was also, a good day for me. And also, am I right in saying that when you just recollected that memory, you went and I had it all down, you, you were actually it. seeing it through the kids, like, as though it, it was yeah, on you yeah. there. Yeah. sat there, yeah. Right, so that, that is really significant. But what I want to know is, not how you feel, because you, you've got a metaphobia, so you don't like looking at vomit and you don't like vomit experiences. So not... Not looking through your eyes now, Grace. I mm -hmm. want you to know how you girl. felt as a little, little girl. Gra little Grace. Right. Was she yeah. Were you bothered at the time? You probably, yeah, probably in the embarrassment aspect because you're, and because I, I remember people go, oh no. And like, I remember with the one in the airport where I had to go and change. My mum was like, oh, she's got sickle downer. We have to go get her to check because it's the stress that comes with that, the panic. 
I reckon, that's maybe right. to do with that. Because okay. my family, we're not like, oh, it's all right. We're like, oh, my God. Like, we're panickers. Really? Yeah. Okay. No, right. There's no rational behavior in right. my family okay. at all. Yeah. So it's very likely mm. that it was actually one of those events that started your metaphobia. Which... Brilliant. Fuck British Airways. Yeah, but... I don't. I don't want to point Sorry, fingers. Away, yeah, so, and, yeah, and I'm not pointing fingers here, right? But as you said, you, you my words here, but you're an overdramatic family. Yeah. Okay. Could you not? Tell? Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I figured that out. Right? Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, and if you consider um, in psychology that if you with any any children, right? If your child is running and trips up and falls over, right, and mm. and, and scrapes the knee. Now, there's two ways that that can play out. You can go over to your child and go, oh, come on, look at this over here, right? And distract them and carry on and they're fine. Yeah. However, if you're over dramatic and you go, oh, oh what can I, is you like, all right, you're broken, like, all right, right. Immediately, that child will start crying. Yeah. Because the child looks to the parent. For guidance. As to, is this yeah. bad or is this good? Oh, yeah, you lot should meet my mum. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Okay. And, and and I think that this really is, let's look at it pragmatically and look at who caused this problem, right? And I've got to, you know, in the best possible way, mm. I'm pointing fingers at your parents here because, right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, because oh. Morgan, my question Morgan, is. Love you both. <laughs> yeah. Just put it out there. So you're on the plane. Yeah. Right, and you vomit. For whatever reason, I don't know. But here's the thing, and here's the reason why I think vomit is amazing, because vomit saves lives. Do you need right. me to add to that? Like or when you're choking or something, or you've got well, something bad in you. Yeah. Absolutely. You can stay you know, there. There's part of our brain, and, and it's actually called the area postrema. And, and what it does, it detects things in our body. And if it feels that, one of the things, it feels if we're going to get poisoned, mm. it will set wheels into motion to make us vomit right certain things you start start of it is mm -hmm. uh your saliva yeah right? you start salivating yeah right that's the first thing and then the second thing you start taking deep breaths and that's really to protect your lungs from what's going to happen and, and it's a process of going through for you to vomit but the purpose of it is to expel what's potentially poisonous and to save your life mm-hmm Okay, because I know that had you not had you not vomited in your life, you could well, you know, look in worst case scenario, died of alcohol poisoning. I'm dead. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we come to my side of the fence that vomit saves lives. Mm. Do you agree? Yeah. You pause. You pause. Like that was That wasn't me. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. No, I do get you. I get. Yeah. It does have good. It's a good thing, and you do feel better. Once you've been unwell, there's not been a moment where I've been unwell and been like, oh, you do feel better. After you vomited. After, yeah. Okay. Very interesting that that was grown up. That, that was grown up. Yeah, you um, see. Great yeah. that answered that. It's really weird because watching you when you were like turning, like, and it was like all down me. Yeah. Like this little girl. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then, then you've grown up again. And, and that's your pause, by the way. When I say, do you, do you agree that vomit is good? Yeah. You, right initially you get this feeling no it's not right which is the little girl who's created this fear and then you go yeah of course it's because you're rationalizing that mm -hmm. but that's the pause because it takes your mind to work out the difference between the two yeah yeah i agree right. but, but in essence a little girl set this up and that little girl her belief of what vomit meant is running the show yeah to this very day which is mm -hmm. why you, you've got the fear because that reference that was created by you as you know as a little girl is the one that you go to 
to for your adult behaviours, which mm-hmm. sounds silly, really. And that's so, why it doesn't fit in your life now, because it's like, you know you don't want this fear, you know that it doesn't serve you well, but yet you can't help it because this little kid mm-hmm. that created still, it yeah. is, is still believing and, and running the show when mm-hmm. it comes to... And which is why my wife here said that you're two-faced a metaphor. Because, <laughs> yeah, I'll right, take because, that. Yeah, because you, you've carved out, like, it's not taking my alcohol away from me. <laughs> yeah, right. that's one thing. That's yeah, one thing doing, it's not yeah. having, right? So, but the thing is, if you can do that, if you can say, well, I'm still going to drink and, you know, if I vomit because of the drink, well, tough, tough, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just going to carry on. That shows the power of your mind and the fact that you can totally get over it because you've carved out that bit. So why not get rid of it altogether? Yeah. Really interestingly, by the way, some of the most common, just as examples, mm. particularly for anybody who's listening that is struggling with a metaphobia and they kind of think, oh, you know, I'm not sure where it started from. Um, some of the most common reasons for a phobia of vomit starting are somebody being sick at school. Yeah. Everybody going, eh, look, such a body's been sick. Morgan. Or, um, Who's <laughs> um, that next room? No, I was on, I was in the middle of the room. He was on the left. Right. And he did it over people's school books as well. Very Did he make noises as well? I don't know. I've blocked that out. <laughs> I don't remember that. Okay. But embarrassment <laughs> is one of the biggest causes of emetophobia. Like yeah. That Being told off. So let's say that someone has been sick and the parent didn't deal with it well or a school teacher and you get told mm. off for making a mess. So Morgan could have got told, you've been sick all over the school books. You should have yeah. said you should have wanted to go to the toilet, whatever. You could probably have it as yeah, well. Yeah, there you go. You see, he might be the one, or another Morgan. another chap that has it. Um, but that's another, like New being told off. Is oh, house, yeah, yeah. so many people that we've we've treated is because they've <laughs> the been sick on carpets. new carpets yeah. get wood and got told off. Yeah. Uh, another one is being very small and seeing a parent being sick and the child not understanding what vomit is yet. Yeah, I can imagine. But they see their grown up being sick and think they're going to die. That'd be me now. Because they don't oh, understand okay, it. okay, right, yeah. They don't understand it. So it's like, oh my, 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 my big person's going to die. <laughs> um, so that's another one that's really common. Copied behaviour. So if your mum has it, mm-hmm. your, your, you could copy that well, behaviour. Question it, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and usually copied behavior is worse. So, if your mum, for example, has emetophobia and you copied it, mm. yours will be worse because you, as a little kid, we exaggerate things. Mm-hmm. So, it's like kids will just apply it to everything, you can be sick everywhere on the planet, yeah. Um, anything else I've missed there that you think are the common I think ones? You've summed it up quite well, don't you? I'm glad I left that with you. Thank you, yeah. thank you. So, so what we know is that you weren't born with it, yeah. And what's very interesting is that you originally started by telling us that you travel around loads when you were little, oh my mm-hmm. god, we were flying backwards and forwards, yeah. And yet, you only alluded to two events when you were sick. That's very true, actually. Very it? true. I suppose you stick to that. But how how do you deal with it then? Well, because well, first of all, you generalised. So right. what you've done is, yeah. and that's why it's very probable that one of those events started it. Yeah. Because those are the, because then you generalised. Oh, we flow loads. I was sick all the time. <laughs> yeah. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. Twice. Like, yeah. Uh, a little bit there. I don't know because I've flown so much, but I don't really remember a lot of plane journeys, to be honest. Because I know I happened. Fl- yeah, probably just put them out of my mind, like, because it didn't happen. But, but probably nothing happened. And the only reason that you remember in these two is mm. because they, they were. Stand out. They stand yeah. out. And they stand out because you were in a heightened state of fear or embarrassment or whatever in, that In the same way, you was. can drive down the same road for 50 years of your life. Mm. And if on one of those days someone crashes into you, right, uh, and then you look back at driving down that road, you'll only remember the one. Yeah. Because that was a standout one. Mm-hmm. So, so all your traveling experiences, we would, so, so what you've got to do to overcome mm-hmm. any phobia, 
and obviously we're talking about phobia in general you've got to, you've got to create a timeline and look back at your life and look when did this start because we know you weren't born with it so when did it start mm-hmm. and then when you find out when it started you've got to ask yourself what did i believe then and was that correct and look at contra evidence Mm -hmm. because you believe that vomit's a bad thing i know it's not even though that it isn't so what we've got to do is try and give you that contra evidence and if you accept that and this is the variable within therapy if you accept it immediately you're over it if you need a bit more convincing because you've had a a lot of experiences that are because of that Mm -hmm then you might need more evidence. And also, right. if you know the exact start, then you're more likely to overcome it quicker because mm-hmm. we know. So, for example, we had a lady she, that came to our workshop recently and she'd had emetophobia for 57 years. Okay, so she she's there. She's had it for 57 years. She knew the moment that it started. She remembered it vividly. Mm-hmm. She was like three years of age. And because she knew it and we could just throw loads of contra evidence at her, literally she walked out of our workshop emetophobia free and has been ever since. Um, whereas other people like yourself, not mm-hmm. quite sure. So, so with you, what we would do is we would look at those two start or three with Morgan events mm-hmm. and go, right, okay, let's look at those and let's change your perspective. Because once we change your perspective and you realize, because we, what you've got to do, you've got to see it for what it was and not how it felt to the little girl. Yeah. In a, Put in it in show. basically plain. Yeah. And, yeah. See, and, and just see the truth. So the, the starting point was that, you know, you said we used to fly all the time, but you only remember just two, one second. Two, you know, two things. But when and one of them wasn't even in an aeroplane, just saying. <laughs> yeah, true. And like, and true. you've gone on like really being yeah. like blaming even all British Airways, British like a bad hard time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. I mean, flight like, sales yeah, drop. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. One flight, and I mean, for all we know, you might have had like like loads of sweets and <laughs> stuffed yeah. yourself with ice creams, mm. and I don't know. But. but what I do know is right in those emergency situations when you've got a child there full of vomit, what did they do? You know, the cabin crew right there, <clears throat> mm. aren't they? Fix yeah. it, right? So, you know, fair play to British Airways. Yeah, thank you, Let's British bring Airways, them back. for yes, giving me my trip. Right. So, if, if, if we would have asked you before today, because we've discussed that a little bit, when do you think this started? Would you have gone with Morgan? No, I'd say probably on the plane. That's because okay. I was younger then, so I yeah. reckon probably on the plane. I think Morgan just tops it off. Yeah. Right. So if you, Sealed the right, so if you consider... <laughs> Two memories. Yeah. The memory of, of looking down, being sick on, on, and seeing the vomit on you on the plane. Mm. And then look at the memory of Morgan. Which is the worst of the two? Uh, Morgan. Okay. Yeah. Why do you think that might be? Don't know. I just, I think it's because I was a bit older that I remember it more. I remember being like, oh, what the hell? Should we tell you the right answer? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Why did I say no? no I I Sorry. <laughs> like, no, don't Jill. tell me anything. No. Um, the reason that it felt worse yeah. is because you already had the phobia. That makes sense. Yeah. Are you good at this? Thanks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's why. So right. a lot of people will come to us and go, I think it started at this time. And then we, and then when you when they tell you the story, you realise that they were already frightened. And the reason it felt so bad mm. was because that was their first phobic response. Right. So their phobia started just before that. Okay. And that's why people can go into and therapy and they'll go, I've had loads of therapy. But they're talking about the first phobic response not what and actually not the start. So if you imagine right. the start of it, it's like the foundation, right? Mm-hmm. And then every time you have an experience, it's like you put another layer on that foundation. Yeah. It's like you're building a building. Now, if you deal with these events up here... And then you might make it a bit smaller, but then you're going to start building it back mm-hmm. up again. And that's why what we do is we look at the absolute, the foundation. Yeah. Because like any structure, if you demolish that foundation, the Still whole structure. Full. She's good. I'm yeah, she bloody is. good. Yeah. So 
Yes. With you, Grace, what we yeah. know is that Morgan, Morgan, you are off the hook, love. Yeah. It's done. Cheers, Morg. Yes. Go live your life happily. It yeah. wasn't your fault. Um, <laughs> Free from the shackles. Yeah. <laughs> but Morgan was a phobic response. He wasn't the start okay. of phobia. I'll let him off. And that's why you felt so bad. Back to it. British Airways. Yeah, there we Fine. go. Um, so we've got to work it. So now what we know is that it was either the, the British Airways fly or in the airport. Right. Because yeah. you said something about the airport. But well, I don't know if that's a separate. I think that it may have been a separate. separate yeah, yeah, it could have been a separate event. Um, and how old would you have been? About, was this all around the same six, time? Se- yeah, I was young. Six, okay. seventy. Okay. I'm going to go with six. Yeah. And, and what do you remember about the the airport one? All I remember, I don't know why, I just remember walking through the airport and my mum being like, she needs to change her clothes because she smells of sick. Now, hang on a minute. Were you carrying luggage there? Because your body like, were you were carrying... Yeah, I'm pretty that. sure I had a suitcase or Yeah, you are carrying something yeah. there. Bit of a visual... <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing... Visual like, There's one on each hand. Yeah. yeah. I'm painting yeah. the picture yeah. for yeah. you. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, that was like... Yeah, that was yeah. nice luggage. <laughs> Thank you. It was gorgeous. Louis Vuitton. <laughs> but, yeah. I was seeing. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you're little. You're walking through the airport. So, you're actually walking through the airport at this point. And I have a feeling I was off the plane. I don't think it was before the plane. Yeah. I think that was off the plane. Right. You, so do you think you might have been sick? Or maybe on the plane. Maybe when we were landing. <sighs> something like that. But I, all I remember is I had, I was sick and my mum was like, we can't. Well, maybe I was getting on. She was like, she stinks of sick. So we can't, we can't go when she smells of sick. Could it have all been the same, like on the same event? Even? No, because my first one, I was flying with my dad. Okay. And the second one, I was with my mum and dad. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. So, so we know that they were two separate events. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And how, and, so. Uh, can, can I ask you a question then? So, yeah. uh, so you tell me, you've, you've told us these two events and yeah. then obviously the third event then is with Morgan. Tell me why is vomit a bad thing? It's just disgusting. The whole thing is awful. It stinks. It looks awful. The whole, exp- the sound when someone's sick is awful. Have I said the smell? The smell's okay. awful. It's just I, awful. Right. So I understand that. Thank you. But yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and I agree. You yeah. know, I mean, nobody, no one's ever going to, you know, say. Triggers panic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, your friend's not going to ring you up and say, Grace, what, what are you doing tonight? And you go, I want to be sick. I'm well, going to stay in a bit sick. It. They're like, tactical, and I'm saying, oh. you're a different breed if you tactical, right. by the way. But, yeah. but what you're telling me is that there are three standout experiences in your life. Yeah. And you are essentially victimizing vomit for three experiences in your yeah. life. Is, is that yeah, first maybe it's the uh, embarrassment it causes as well. Because if I was sick on public transport, I'd be so I would be mortified. But how many times has that happened? <laughs> None yet. How many times have you been on public transport? Many a time. Right. True. So how many times <laughs> has it happened? Very true. Right. Not many, but every so, time I feel like it. Okay. But how many times has it happened? <laughs> Never on a train. Right, okay. Just on, on a side issue now, because you obviously started this conversation talking yeah. about poo. Whenever you <laughs> stepped in dog poo. Uh, do you know what? Don't have a dog. It's not too many times, but I'd say I could count on my hand maybe like five times. So that's more than you vomited. Yeah, true. <laughs> and, <there's, laughs> and then, okay. interestingly, just, like, just describe what? just describe poo to me. Uh, stinky. Mm-hmm. Um, looks gross. Is a bit gross. Comes from the arse. Give me give me a bit yeah. of a description on sound effects. A squelch. I'd say. Depends what they've eaten. Okay. Maybe a little... So you gave us this description of vomit and you went on about the smell, the sound um, and the look of it. Yeah. 
Is it I'm fine with poo? But is it fair <laughs> yeah. to say that if you that that poo also yeah, like if I shat myself, I probably would be like, "Lord, to shat myself and just deal with that." What's really so? So what I'm trying well, to well, the, yeah, point and, out and, to and here between the two mm. is you, you didn't shat yourself until you were later on in life. Yeah, and you, <laughs> yeah. And you had. Uh, you know the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, we'll go which is actually a level. bit more embarrassing right. so thank yeah. you for pointing yeah, that but, out yeah but it was later on in life but you had the ability the cognitive ability to deal with that mm. whereas we know that this the emetophobia started in childhood and you didn't have the cognitive ability mm. to understand what had happened right but here but here's the thing right let me give you a scenario you love your mum don't you do, what's yeah. your mum called we don't know you. Loretta Loretta right so yeah. Loretta has got food poisoning. Yeah, she's on her own. God bless. Okay. Yeah. Well, she's on her own. Think, uh, put your finger down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being Right. She's on her own. No, it's just like that's better. I'm not. Right, so Loretta. Yeah. <laughs> so Loretta's got food poisoning, and the choices are you're there. Yeah. And the choices are that Loretta does this massive vomit in front of you, or Thank you. she dies. See ya. Genuinely, absolutely not. You Sorry. might. Are you with a big pile of sick? I could never look at her anyway. She might as well be dead if she did that in front of me. Wow. That would be awful. I don't think I could. Or she dies. Yeah. This is a serious situation. She's right? had not- a really good run. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a lot what do you reckon though seriously oh well i wouldn't want her to die but i'd be like right. you bitch <laughs> why would you do that she's had a good run yeah <laughs> i was not expecting that i've got to be honest yeah fine i wouldn't right. let her die okay yeah so right. does that mean that you yeah i'd put a cork in her and say deal with right that. Yeah. so if that was the case yeah in that in that moment right i know you'd hate and so on but what would vomit <laughs> yeah. be doing for your mum I mean, it would be helping her out. It would be helping her out. Something bigger than that. It would stop her from dying. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's saving her life. Yeah. Okay. So most, everyone on the planet really is when they were young and they were born and they didn't have that reflex, used to vomit food. You're telling me. So I'm not having kids. Okay. So you'd, you'd feed your child and it would vomit and, you know, you'd have your child on your shoulder and, and, and pat its back so it could vomit and get rid of, you know, so it didn't choke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So vomit saves lives. Can yeah. we agree on that? Yeah. But I don't want to do it on public transport. Right. I would rather okay. die, so, I reckon. Uh, and, and, and exactly. And let's think of a- anyone listening here and, you know, and, and I would I would not want to vomit on public transport. Yeah, that's valid too. Yeah. <laughs> but right? it's really interesting. Yeah. And, and, and it's what's very interesting, and this is, again, something to be aware of, is that the words that you use, and this is why when we treat people, even though the sort of the steps are the same, what we say is very different because mm. it's very individual. And because you've got such a hang up on public transport, yeah. that is why we know it's starting on a plane. Yeah, I mean, that makes it. I kind of only just clocked really until I sat here that it probably yeah. was because yeah. of the plane. That, that's the only because whatever is your individual starting point, yeah. that is that is the evidence. So right now, what you've been doing throughout our conversation, and this is what everybody does, is you are giving us reasons why you should continue to fear vomit. Yeah. You're trying to justify it. Yeah. Right, so what you're trying to do is you're trying to make an unacceptable situation I mean, acceptable by selling yeah. it to yourself, aren't yeah. you? Really? She was killing them, I'm off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that was a big <laughs> test because you failed that one. 
caller. Yeah, I know. Exactly. But yeah, you see, so trying to. So, what you've got to do is be aware of that, that right. you're trying to justify it. By, by by being really dramatic and like, mm. oh but it stinks and it, and at the sound no difference to pooing really if you think about it if someone's yeah. got a pretty hefty dose of diarrhea <laughs> and, yeah. and they were going to do that in front of you it, it's no different to a hefty pile of vomit but yeah. you make it a lot worse in your head mm. because it's got to be that to justify me having this irrational fear yeah right so to let go of it you've got to stop standing up for why you should fear it Okay, and, right, and, okay. And, and give it a bit more, a bit, a bit of an even playing field here because was it, so you, you've going through your life going, I can't go on public transport and I can't stand vomit, but we've established first of all, first and foremost, that vomit saves lives. Mm. Fact. I was just going to, I'm just going to back a second. So when, when this started in that moment, because our reason for being alive is, you know, our brain wants to protect us at all costs. Mm -hmm. Survival is the most important thing. So anything that is a threat to that survival, and this can be, you know, an actual threat or something that makes us feel bad, then our brain will try and protect us from that in the future. So what's happened, as we've established, that you've been on, on the plane as a, as a child and you vomited, and as you were quite descriptive, it was all down you, right? And you looked, you were looking down at yourself, mm. seeing the vomit. And in that moment, you felt really bad. So your brain has gone, right, I don't want to ever be in this situation again. What's caused it? So your brain will, whatever's caused that problem, your brain will then protect you from that in the future. Mm -hmm. And give so, you anxiety, because anxiety is like a smoke alarm. Going, oh, well, once you start feeling anxious, you start feeling sick. Absolutely, yes. you do. Yeah. But, but, a but anxiety is nothing more than just your warning system. You've told me you don't like this situation because, so here's your warning. And, it, and yeah. anxiety is literally just like a little alarm system. So, mm -hmm. so in that moment, and it depends how uh, emotionally charged you are, should we say, in that moment, you will then link things to that. So the first thing that was in front of you was the vomit. Mm. So you blame the vomit. And secondary, you blame that you're actually on a transportation on a plane, device, yeah. being the plane, with people. Mm. So now you've got two issues, right? And you will be protected from them in the future. So when you put back in those situations, you feel a anxious because, yeah, exactly. yeah, because your brain wants you to run away from that situation. But obviously, if you're on a flight, you can't run away. You're already on the flight. So you feel anxious all the way through the flight. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So what we need to do is, is look back in that situation and say, right, what actually happened and what is there to be frightened of? Make sense? Yeah. So we need to know, not the sick wasn't the problem. What caused the sick, right? Mm. Why Why did you vomit at that time? Had you, was there something wrong with you? Had you had too many sweets? Had you had some food that didn't agree with you? What, what could have happened? Give me some scenarios. Maybe it could have just been the motion sickness, maybe. Or like, maybe the food. Back in the day, it wasn't great. Um... Maybe, no, I don't know, maybe just... What was it, what was it going to say then? I was just going to say just life. Like, I don't know if you were just, you know, sometimes you're just ill. Right. I don't know. Okay, so, so, but something was happening with you. Yeah. And again... Yeah, there was issues going And on. again, if you would have, if, if your parents would have said, oh, it's not a big deal, right, and, and, and made nothing of it, then you wouldn't have the problem. Yeah. But you've already said they're overdramatic. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so suddenly it became a big issue mm -hmm. and something that you should be aware of. But what I want to, what I want you to realize is that 
The vomit didn't cause anything. Mm. The vomit was the end result of something that you don't are eating. So how do you deal with it? Because obviously there's go- there is going three times in my life where I am ill when I'm not drunk. Okay. How are you meant to deal with that? Well, you've already told me when you've been ill and you've vomited, you've said before that you feel better. Did you not? Yes. Right. So why would you not want to be better? That's a good. That's a good point. I can't argue with that as long as it's not on a train. Okay, so you've yeah. got evidence. You see, what I want you to consider now, Grace, is that you've got evidence that when you vomited in your life, you felt better. Yeah. So I, it's not a bad thing because you do feel better. Okay. Valid. And look look at your life now. How old are you? Just remind 23. Me. Right, so in, in 23 years, you look back at your life in that whole 23 years and you tell me how many times you can remember that you vomited. Probably like 15, 20 times. Okay. How many of those were self-inflicted? Well, like alcohol. Yeah. Probably like seven of those. Okay. Yeah. No. Five? Five to seven, I'd say. So we're talking probably seven besides. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you consider that? Do we set on seven then? I don't know. Did you? Well, were your maths up? Yeah, I was trying to do the math. Didn't even remember what I said. Eight, eight, eight is fift- makes it to fifteen. So, so if okay. you, seven times through alcohol, then eight times all the causes. Yeah. Okay, in twenty-three years. Yeah, that's all right, isn't right. it? So why is that something? And in the same time, I bet you that you probably stepped in dog poo as many times. But yeah. you don't. But you're not like wandering around the streets trying to avoid it. You're just carrying on with your life, and you're yeah. stepping it, you're stepping it. Hopefully, you won't. All right. So what I want you to consider is it does not represent your adult life. Mm. Can I just ask a question? Yes. How many people that were on that plane do you think to this day remember? Oh, Grace was sick on the plane. I remember that kid. That's a difficult one, because if that was me, I'd remember it. Only because you've got metaphobia. Yeah. Not if you didn't. Maybe, probably no one. Yeah. Realistically. Absolutely. And apart from your parents, what, when you were sick, what happened? What went wrong? What did people do? I don't remember. Probably people went, uh. No, what did, what what did the cabin crew do? Oh, they helped me and put me in a little thing. Yeah, they were nice. And, and if someone if someone came in here today mm. and, you know, t- to do your podcast and said, oh, do you know what? I don't think I can do it today. I'm ill. How would you feel? Oh, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. 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 Would you be worried about them? Are you okay? What's wrong? What is it? Oh, that? yeah. No, I would. Right. Because you're concerned. Yeah. Don't give it to me. But yeah, I would be. What? Fine. That's right. a good point. Got to rationalize that. That's exactly it. Because right. it's an irrational fear. You've got to rationalize it. But equally, you know, what did... How did the plane make you vomit? What did the plane do? Just did plane things. I right, reckon. so let me ask you a question. But Why then did you I get take on... motion sickness pills now, so that would stop maybe, whatever. Well, yeah, and maybe, I I'm, I'm don't dispute that perhaps, mm. particularly because some kids do, that that's just one of those things. Yeah. A lot of kids do have motion sickness mm-hmm. issues, but those usually you grow out of them. So I, I get that, and mm. I'll, I'll give you that one. However... It's very kind of you doing that. I want to give it back. I am not giving you. <laughs> um, I'll take the but the, the, the question is, why did you get on the aeroplane that day? Let's go home. Right. What did the aeroplane do? Did it get Took you to me? Home? Home. Yeah. Right, okay. So you wanted to so you got on that plane to go home and I'm guessing to get there safely. Yeah. Did the plane do what it's supposed to do? Yeah. Did it let you down? 
No. Right, okay. So if you've got motion sickness, why is that the plane's fault? It's my fault. I am the problem. Big question. When has the plane ever let you down? Well, once we had to do an emergency landing, but that was the only time. So is it that actually... the plane's fault? Yeah. Why? Why? So no, something wrong with the engine, I think. Okay. Yeah. So I'll let that one off. Who maintains the engine? <laughs> Some bastard that didn't do it properly. Oh, there you go. Is that the plane's fault then? No. Okay. You're going to feel bad if I get in a plane crash after this, aren't you? <laughs> you won't. <laughs> Whose fault was that? Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, planes are brilliant. But... What did a pl- what has a plane ever done to you? Nothing. That's a good point. They're just there. They're just okay. there in their piece of metal doing their job. Absolutely taking me on ollie bobs. Right. So how many? You've been on a pl- on a train loads of times. Have you ever seen anybody be sick? No. Right. Okay. So I've been on a train loads of times. I've never seen anyone sick on a train. Are you? Never. Right. Okay. So would it be fair to say that the likelihood of you or anyone else being it's sick is pretty on? low? In fact, yeah. let's let's broaden this out. Public transport. Yeah. When have you seen anyone sick on any form of public transport? Once on a bus. Tell us. Do you know some beast was sat on the top of the bus. This was mm-hmm. the height of my emetophobia as well. It was on a college bus. It was awful anyway. And then some guy came down. That God, he was sat upstairs. And his, his, he had a, like a Sainsbury's bag and it was dripping with sick as he got off the bus. And, and was thought, he sober? Yeah, he was just ill. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that was nice. You, 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 were, you were concerned about that. He was just ill. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you. Bit of a so, change there, yeah. right? Yeah. So. I'm a changed woman. So at the point, what, 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 what's really interesting there is that you showed a bit of kindness there and you went, he was ill. Did you he notice was. that? Yeah. Right. So if anybody were to be sick on a train, plane, taxi, whatever, yeah. how do you think other people would perceive that? I think, well, because Rosie, my producer said, oh, no. Who was it? Someone was ill. It wasn't Rosie. Sorry, Rosie, for dragging you into that. Someone was <laughs> ill on the tube and yeah. everyone was like, oh, are you okay? Do you need water? So they were quite nice. Good right. thing I was not it. I'd be like, see ya. Yeah. But, but yeah, what? people would be nice. Yeah. Right. Okay, that's that's a good point because it's all about you're worried about well, what you, people are going to you, Well, you've been seeing it from a little girl's perspective and I would suggest because when you were running through the airport, mm. you said that your mum was like, oh my God, she stinks of vomit. Yeah. Right. So... Well. In that scenario, who's made the smell of vomit seem like a really bad and embarrassing thing? My mum. Loretta, this Loretta. one's on you. Yeah. Yeah. Loretta, come on. Yeah, come on. Yeah. But seriously, yeah. who, who, because other than that, you, you were living with up it. until that moment, you were, right you were walking it. through yeah. quite happy. Yeah, you, no, you could have walked in walk. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. We yeah. saw that. Yeah, forget the vomit. I've got the bags. Yeah, don't worry, guys. I'm all right. Who made the big deal out of that scenario, genuinely? Yeah, my mum. Okay, so what did okay. the vomit have to do with that? Yeah, no, do you know what? You do make good points. Thanks. You do. But when you can see it for what it is and not how it felt to a Rationalise it, yeah. Again, like I said, because a phobia is an irrational fear, when you are able to rationalise it, yeah. that's when you can start to let things go. And when you start to realise that the that up until this moment, you've been trying to justify your fear by looking for evidence to keep it... Mm. And what I mean by that is like, not that you want it, but you're going, well, yeah, but it stinks. Well, shit stinks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Being honest. Yeah. You know, I'm just putting it out there. When have you ever gone to the toilet and had a poo and thought, wow, that smells amazing. <laughs> like, Speak for yourself, <laughs> Nick, mate. Smell like roses. Never. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, but you're still going, you know, yeah. do it every day. That's a good point. But you've been two-faced about your, your bodily fluids there. I am. Because you're like, you like, shit puke uh, but no different yeah. and 
realistically, you know, you crap on a daily basis, I hope. You've got a good, you know, oh, good system, good rhythm covered, going yeah, on. Yeah, so yeah, what is the difference? It. And I remember you calling in a phrase once. Me? Yes. What? Yeah, you've forgotten it. I've got it. What are you saying? What is... <laughs> What is it going for a poo? Yeah. Is that any different? And could it just well be bomb vomit? That's what you said. Oh, that's the worst <laughs> phrase I have ever heard in my it, yeah. life. But it bomb is, vomit. But imagine, but diarrhea. Oh but word. diarrhea is bomb vomit. Yeah, I mean, it is true. Right. So. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. no one do, no that's one that's, that's yeah. my new trigger yeah. word. Brutal. You bum vomiter. Fair play. <laughs> yeah. That's, it is true. It's even like the, the drinking of the drink, like realistically right. so going back to that I probably won't be ill if I have a Capri Sun it well was, was it the Capri Sun that, the sun that made you no. ill what right. made you ill it was my stomach bug right that okay. I remember right, right. so you, is it right is it fair to say that you have been chastising and Capri Sun I've, Capri been, ha- I've been putting them out of business sorry Capri Sun and what did it do nothing it hydrated me actually in my there time of need and, there and you before, go before you vomited with the Capri Sun yeah how many Capri Suns have you had in your life maybe too many Right. And if you'd have and had enjoyed it, them all, yeah. And because you had, had a, a stomach bug, even yeah. if you'd had a cup of tea or whatever, it would have been the same. Would you still have been sick? Thank God it wasn't tea. Live off tea, Jesus. But it could have been. Could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Could have ruined that for you. Yeah. I could drink that. Of course you could. I reckon. Give it a go. Pass the caps. Hard Here we go. Do you know what would be sod's law if I was actually after <coughs> this? Sorry, we're here. Oh, block, we well, it, yes. anyway, ciao. The Capri Sun never made you sick at all. It was nothing to do with it. You had a stomach And bug. it's been that long that they used to have straws. See, have straws modern day now. Modern. Still smells the same. Doesn't taste as good as I remember, actually, to be honest. Ten years is a long time. Tastes a bit like... Stomach bugs. Yeah, it's not got vodka in it as well. Really? No, yeah, it just reminds me of being. Yeah, and I get that. I get that. I get that. It's like I used to drink Lucasade when we were kids, when we were ill. When you were ill. And now I can't drink that. I only drink it if if I feel ill, then I You only used to get it when you were ill. Yeah, you'd only really have it. So the point being is you've got an association, but was it the Capri Sun's fault? No. Did you enjoy it up until having a stomach bug? Right. I did, yeah. So what put you off the Capri Sun? Being sick. Right, and what did that have to do with that? Nothing. Right, okay. You were just a pawn in well, my Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Sorry, Kat. Do you remember being a time in your life, before you were sick on that, and it was absolutely, you're outside, it was roasting, and you really wanted your favourite drink? Sam. Right, give me one of those memories. Yeah, uh, probably out in the garden in the summer. Tell me. Capri Sun, one hand. Yeah. Sun lounger. Waiting for it. Had to wear some factor 50. My mum's scared I'll get cancer. So okay. Smelt better that. That's why you've got a fear of death. That's the one. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Loretta, what have you been doing? What have <laughs> you been teaching? Come on. A monster. Yes. Yeah. Right. So go back to that memory. Right. Hot. See yourself there. Hot. I need a cold drink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm parched. Yeah. Parched. So oh, hot. what have we got? What, what, oh, oh, on my favourite. <laughs> it's a cat free sun. That hit the spot. <laughs> it's not my favourite drink, but I don't... <coughs> you're right. I wouldn't associate that. If I had it again, might cross my mind, but it wouldn't... Yeah, I mean, obviously you've got Have it you along. tried it with vodka? Do you know what? I should do that. A bit of ice. I actually <laughs> should do <laughs> that. That would kill me straight away. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But do you know what? It's not as scary as I thought maybe it would be. I'm fine so far. Oh, no, could you so see you've had it now as it was? Sick. Yeah, don't feel sick. As sick as I always do. So I feel all right. 
Do you know what? I do feel okay. I think the test will be when I go home today when I'm in the car with my dad. So let me ask you a question. When's public transport ever made you vomit? Never. Well, apart from on the plane. Well, no, 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 sorry. Silly me. Motion. Yes. Never. Motion sickness, mate. Yeah. The, the public transport has never made me ill. Correct. Valid. When have you ever been ill in a car with your dad? Uh, think once that I remember. When was the that? Back seat. I had to pull over on the motorway. Sorry. How old were you? about like it was on the way so, back from the airport i'm thinking honestly i'm sure it's that there's a link that there's time. a link yeah here. maybe you were ill with something maybe i just had a, a maybe it wasn't even motion sickness maybe <laughs> it was just ill yeah maybe you just yeah. had some sort of a virus that's or, true yeah. yeah but but i haven't but, been but, with my dad since not in that i meant i haven't been Ill with my dad since sorry it's not like he died <laughs> he is all right so far that's good to hear yeah god bless <laughs> thank you dad so your dad drives around a lot he does okay of course not so why why would you want to blame you you know your dad or his car? It's true. I shouldn't. If if it wasn't for your dad, we won't be doing this right now. It's true. I'd been on train strikes. See, right. We're doing it on Zoom. Okay. Yeah. So and because of your dad and his car, you you're here today. We're doing this. So why would you want to blame it? It's true. I think this is a good mindset to have. I feel like next time on public transport, I'm going to go. It's not the public transport that makes me ill. And if I am ill, it's because I needed to be. Not that I will, because I never have been ill on public transport in years. And I could always just sit by the toilet. And the thing is that the difference with kids and adults is that kids are always we are, as adults, able to control our bodily functions far better than yeah. children, which is why children wee themselves more often. Dirty you know, Yeah, I agree. They shit themselves. Yeah. Animals throw up. Yeah, down the you know. I sat on the plane. Can't be asked. Went toilet. I'm just gonna throw up. <laughs> yeah, you do I have am, good yeah. warning. I'll give you that. If you do feel body, unwell, the, you feel unwell. And especially, and the, and the irony is that when we have a phobia, then our body protects us from it more than ever. Yeah, let's, so, let's just go back to that. It's interesting that you said that. So, as well, I said something interesting. No, not you. Hell yeah. No, no oh. it was Grace. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> so great. So we we established these 15 times you've been sick in your life. And, yeah. Uh, we know that, so in adulthood, every time you've been sick, you obviously just, was just sat there and just sick all over yourself, mm. weren't you? Yeah. Like a beast. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Now I wouldn't do that. And why is that? Because I carry around little bags just in case I am sick. Right. <laughs> there you go. That's fine. Do you know what is true? And if I do do it on public transport, God forbid, I could A, either go to the toilet or whip out my bag, quickly do it. But and what? Just done it. Would you put just, on what? You want me to shart or be sick? It's up to you, mate. That's but, the approach that I'm going to have. If but someone's it's be, hasn't to me, it? because yeah. you're only sick down yourself because you're a child. Yeah, no, that is a good point. And adults, like I said, they do, we do have, we, and we do get a warning system. We yeah. get the the salivation. Yeah, it's just and, when I'm anxious now. I reckon I'll think that I'm going to be. Ill but the reason that you panic. were anxious was because you thought you were going to be ill on public transport but if we were to take this to a court in front of a jury yeah right and go yeah. right here's the evidence yeah they'd laugh you out of court yeah no it is true because you've got nothing i'd be hung strung and quartered that'd be it done okay fine end that's a good point okay i think i could i can deal with this but no i have found this very helpful oh, of where have you bloody been oh sorry Jesus. Yeah. on this morning <laughs> on this yeah, morning that's, oh, that's yeah. where we've been well just to uplift things slightly yes. please, do. please do yeah. i have a little teapot here oh. okay. short and spell 
Um, and basically, don't know why I picked it up like that. That was weird. Um, every guest that I have, you spill the tea and I give you some tea. Do you know what that, like, spilling the tea means? Like, get a bit of gossip. Oh, God. Right? So in here, all my past guests have put in a little bit of gossip. Oh, okay. And I'm going to read you one of them. And in return, I want you to anonymously write one and put it into my pot. Oh, no right. one will know it's from you. Okay. That's the thing. This is how you get people to spill. Okay. So what I'll do, nice. I'll That's a good idea. trick you into a false sense of reality here. Okay. Uh, and I'll, I'll give you a little bit of tea. Oh. Okay. I like a bit nice. of this Hopefully kind of you tea. know this is about, are you up to date with all the celebs, all the Love Islanders, all the... Not... Ish. Just pretend you know. I do. I'll do. I'll do. Okay. I'll go... I, I want to put my best acting face on. Oh. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> right Gordon Ramsay and Ross Kemp apparently slept together and apparently that's well known so that's a little bit of tea for you there yeah I don't right? do yeah I don't have you know. even heard that before yeah. love that apparently so yeah I don't know if that that's obviously been going around a long time hasn't it oh that has one? it have you heard that ages ago Almost. Oh, I only heard that last year. I thought it was piping that. <laughs> yeah, we've got no... Yeah, <laughs> really? See, now well, I'm kind of glad that you know, know that. you're in the industry. Do you know what? I want to know. We've got, yeah, but we've got... Like, these, you know. <laughs> Rumours are out there and they go around. That's been around no, a long you know, time, but... People but, said that we're brother and sister and it's like, God what? forbid. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you can't believe everything you hear. You can't. Fine. Where's the photographic evidence? That's, that's what we need. That's what I'm waiting for. That's, what, that's, that's the exactly. time we believe it. Okay, fine. Well, horses yeah. now for photographic evidence only. Okay. That is our rumour start. Yeah, that there. That there. That part. is our rumour start. <laughs> but I enjoyed that, actually, because I've heard that before. And I want you to give me some tea after that we can put in. Yeah, I'll have a think of something. Like, so, yeah. You know what? It never comes back to you. Yeah, great. So I'm right that's that. the way I like to gossip. <laughs> um, my last thing as well, I just wanted to say, what is the most random thing that you've dealt with someone that's had a phobia for? Because I know there's people with some weird phobias. And I think the most unusual phobias uh, is, and, and, and there's so many, but one that is the fear of gravity right now now we just yeah now this is two ways right gravity disappearing or gravity becoming too much so it squashes you right. but we worked with a lady who had a fear that gravity would disappear and it got to She'd the point fly off yeah yeah and it got to the point and in fact the, more than one and but there was one lady who would not leave a house because she was obviously say the worst thing that could happen if it disappeared in a house she'd Got end up on the ceiling. Yeah. Right? But she had to go out. There's a film about that. And mm. and she'd had she'd had children and 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 she had a pram. So what she did, her husband filled the pram with bricks to make it very heavy. That's and she would only go out pushing the pram with bricks. With bricks. Okay, yeah. fine. Because I mean, I actually understand the logic of that. Fair play. My, I think one of the most unusual ones that always sticks out in my mind this was quite a few years ago was a young guy who had a phobia of body hair. His own awesome oh, hate me. Yeah, not any hair. Poor bastard. Yeah. Even on himself. Even on himself. Wow. Head hair was the only pl eyebrows, I head, mean, yeah. anything on the head, beyond head. He should be sponsored by Veep, <laughs> I reckon. He did yeah. great with that. So that was an interesting one. And yeah. another one is someone who was frightened that the sky was going to fall. Uh, custard was a good one. We worked with, this, one. with Custard on this morning. And that I get, recently. actually. Custard? Custard is disgusting. Custard is amazing. Oh, you didn't have it at my school. 
Ah, interesting. Yeah. That okay. was so. Was the that school, was what she by said. Way, that's just yeah. Well, that's why she, that's exactly why she had a phobia. No, I've got to say that that was one of the highlights of this morning last year, and not because obviously anyone who has a phobia, you're suffering with it, and you know. And one thing that we've we really hope we've done over the years is highlight that. It, what's funny to some, you know, you can say, well, and, and make fun of people. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and people would do that. You know, so many people get taunted because of the phobia. If you've got phobia of spiders, people send you photographs of spiders and stuff. And it's wrong yeah. because, you know, they are real anxiety disorders. Mm. And if you've got a phobia, you know, it, it, it's it's not a nice situation to be in. But this lady, she called, it was a phone in. It was in, in uh, January last year. And she said, she couldn't even say the word. She said the yellow stuff. And what was you guys are going? Yeah, yeah. And, and and Philip said custard, and she went. <laughs> and she started, Sorry. she started retching. Yeah, yeah. I know, and and it's funny, but it's not at the yeah. same time. So uh, it got to the point where we said, "Look, we, we really need to help." Me. And she said, "If you can get me over this, mm. I will have a bath in it." Guess what? You got her over Guess it. Guess what? So <laughs> she had a bath in it. <laughs> yes. yes, it's brilliant. It's actually we actually put it. It's on, I think it's on our TikTok, isn't it? It's brilliant. Yeah, we it's should insert like a photo or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, That's it was amazing. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> It was but, a good which was so it fun. And, and and this was such a, a traumatic situation because because we when we uh, when we work with anyone we want to test them and then put them in the same situation before and afterwards so they know that they're actually over it. And we took it to Asda and we were in Asda with her and they set up a custard stand. And before she even saw the stand, she actually vomited in Asda. Twice. In the really? Yeah. Glad I wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm scared of us. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, exactly. of the absolute fear of custard. And and again, we worked that back. We did the timeline. That's crazy. And it's because she went to a very strict school. It was a Catholic school with nuns. And because she wouldn't eat her dessert and you had to clear your plate... Uh, the spoon fed her and, and it was custard but powdered custard Lumpy. that hadn't been made properly yeah. and she didn't want to eat it and she got forced fed the custard uh, so it was the trauma of that that created the fear that's mental yeah but it was and really nice at the end now. she actually ate custard and loved oh, it and it was that's like, oh, so God, sweet so but it goes beyond that and this is why it's so good she had a tattoo on her arm that said custard lady Jesus and she then got a dog and called it custard now you've ending. turned her the whole other yes. scale. Now you yes. can't. I mean, that's be the best bit. Exactly. We've not been in a house, but I think she's painted all the walls yeah. yellow. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the best yeah, bit yeah. about what we do is like when you can see that you've made you've made such a big difference Massive to someone. Yeah. It is amazing. I love it. And the things that people, because we work with all sorts of things, we get to do some really cool things. Like, you know, when you have a, some of the fear of flying and we can then like, take well, on a plane. Get me in a Boeing like, 747. Yeah, yeah. Maybe go. a bit more than that. Yeah. I went straight for the, <laughs> the normal aircraft. Yeah. Yeah. Airways because you've slagged them off enough. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's bring it back a little bit. Gorgeous for them, yeah. BA, <laughs> thank you. But, I do like BA actually. No, anyway. they've improved. Yeah, they, they, oh. thank you, BA. Sorry, <laughs> I've got to put a disclaimer now on. I'll never get sponsored by them, will I? Virgin Airlines. Yeah. Um, but no, it's been amazing to have you on. I feel oh, like you've actually helped me a lot. Oh, so thank, thank you very you. much. And if any of you are suffering with whatever, we're going to put your socials or whatever in the. Thank you. Yeah, and have a little browse uh, because. You never know. We could be walking the earth with no fear at some point. Everyone can get better. Everyone can get better. Oh, get that tatted. That's nice. Like that. But yeah, thank you for coming on. Loved it. Thank you so Pleasure. much, Grace. Thank you. And thank if you. you've been watching, make sure to give it a like and subscribe. And if you've been listening, give it a five-star review and a follow. Sorry, I was a bit rusty there. I haven't done it in a while. Just do whatever you want. Thank you for watching. Bye. I came from a low-income family that was 
that were struggling. You see how hard life can get. GC became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.